Super Talk Mississippi media production. Let's keep going on our opponent preview series. We are at the Arkansas Razorbacks, always a key game for Mississippi State and for Arkansas year in and year out. John Neighbors is joining us. He's the host of Out of Bounds on 103.7 The Buzz, which is the only Out of Bounds I would recommend you listening to, not any other Out of Boundses. And he's also the host of the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. John, thanks for joining me. People who listen to this podcast know that a year ago I was really high on Arkansas. I thought Arkansas could have become what LSU ended up becoming and a team that challenged in the West. Injuries kind of derailed that, specifically to K.J. Jefferson. So my first question has to – we have to look back. How different is Arkansas' season if K.J. Jefferson is just healthy the whole way? I mean, I think it's a huge difference. I know that injuries happen a lot of times in college football and teams have to deal with it, but there's no doubt that K.J. Jefferson, who I think is the best quarterback in the SEC, arguably one of the best quarterbacks in the SEC – When he goes out and the backup comes in and it is light years difference, uh, that makes a lot of difference in a lot of those games. You know, Arkansas went six and six in the regular season. And when I look back on them and look at, okay, if if KJ was healthy in these games and that games, which you can't make excuses for, Arkansas still lost them. But right. I mean, you're talking about the difference between a nine and three and six and six year. Cause I believe if, if KJ is healthy against LSU, uh, he, cause he didn't play a single down in that game. Arkansas lost by three points at home to LSU. If he's healthy, they probably win that game. Mm-hmm. If he's healthy against Liberty, which I know he played, but he was not healthy at all, and you could tell it, they probably win that game. Uh, same thing with uh, Texas A&M and you know, the play that they had towards the end. So it's just the point is, is that they were so close to going 9-3, and three, and it, it's just amazing how much of a difference it would make if Arkansas would have come up big in those games or at least had a serviceable, ba- serviceable backup that would have been okay to come in and kind of take the reins a little bit, but they didn't. So... He's a huge factor. He's a huge difference. And last year, if you had him healthy the entire time, I think there's no doubt that we're not talking about Arkansas step back last season. We're talking about Arkansas building into a program that consistent consistently win eight, nine, maybe even ten games a year. We've been having a debate on this show and on Sports Talk Mississippi about the best backfield in the SEC. I think it's it's two contenders: Jefferson and Sanders, Dart and Judkins. Which way would you go? I mean, it's probably going to look at me like I'm biased, but I'm just being <laughs> real about it. I mean, KJ, it's KJ and Rocket. Because, uh, again, I, I believe that KJ Jefferson is the best quarterback in the SEC. And I don't think you can argue him not being top two or three. And then you have Rocket Sanders, who rushed for over 1,400 yards last year. And I know Judkins is really great, and I'm not taking anything away from him. I don't think that, uh, you know, that Rockets deserve to be number one over him last year in the voting or anything like that because he had a great year. But, I think if you're just doing apples to apples comparison, KJ is better than Jackson Dart and Rocket and Judkins are pretty even. So if you're just doing by mathematics, I would lean towards KJ and Rocket being the better duo in the SEC. What was the bigger loss for Arkansas this offseason, Kendall Browse or Barry Odom? Oh, man. Uh, it's, that one's a tough one because yes. it's almost like... Is the answer yes? Yeah, pretty much both. Yeah, both of them were were uh, like losses within itself, but at the same time, both of them had some major flaws that came out last year. And starting with Kendall Bryles, I I liked Kendall Bryles. I thought Kendall Bryles maybe a lot of times was unfairly criticized. The only thing that Kendall Bryles that really started getting people against him is some of his questionable play calling on the goal line, especially when, you know, we talked about KJ and Rocket against Missouri last year. You had both of those guys in the backfield. And instead of just using that 550 pounds of force to go in and punch it into the end zone, 
He decides to run a, a tight end. Uh, Trey Knox coming off the tight end position, going under center and trying to go up. It's just like, what? Like, what are you doing here? Like, stuff like that didn't make sense. And also the lack of development to a backup quarterback last year. That 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 really was a huge knock against Kendall Bryles, where it's like, okay, you got KJ, but how do you not have a quarterback that's at least okay or at least uh, able to come in and, and not lose the game? And there was just such a drop-off. So I think people are really happy he's gone. And Dan Eno's coming in, I think, is a familiar face who's had success in the SEC. So I think people are really happy with that. And the Barry Odom thing, I think Barry Odom was definitely a, a solid defensive coordinator. That's why he's a head coach now. He got that opportunity. But the dif- disappointing thing about him was kind of the same thing where, yeah, he's the defensive coordinator, but he's also the safeties coach. And when Jalen Catalan went out, yeah. Arkansas safeties were as bad as any safeties I've ever seen in SEC history. They were they were dead last in all of college football in the FBS and pass defense. Dead last. And that is unacceptable as an SEC team. Uh, you know, if you finish last in the SEC, that's one thing. But last in all of college football, giving up over 400 yards a game cannot happen. And that was his position group that he coached. So I think it was good for both sides to kind of move on. I think Arkansas, we'll see if they've actually upgraded fully at both coordinator positions. I like who they hired. I like what they're doing, especially with Travis Williams on the defensive side of the ball. But overall, it was one of those things to where Arkansas could have been okay sticking with them. But I think that for how it all went down, people are fine with the replacements and then moving on from both of those coordinators. It felt like last year was the the search to replace Traylon Burks for, for Arkansas, and they didn't do it. They, they had some guys who made some plays in the passing game, but they didn't have that guy that they could just throw the ball up to and feel comfortable. Did they, did they feel like they've got more of a grip on a true passing playmaker? Who are the receivers for this Arkansas team? Well, to be honest, uh, you know, replacing Traylon Burks is, uh, you know, as dadgum near impossible. You know, it's kind of like saying, okay, you got to replace Darren McFadden. You know, it was yeah. just, he was that level of an athlete to where no matter what team he played on, uh, he was going to be that guy. And everybody knew uh, defensively going against Arkansas, they're like, that's the one wide receiver they have, and we know we got a key on him, but yet he was still having success. So I I think it's just almost impossible to ask anybody to replace him. But I do believe that last season, Matt Landers did a pretty good job. You know, he was a big-bodied guy that was able to be a deep threat. Jaden Hazelwood was all right. But that, again, going back to the whole Kendall Bryles thing, is that he seemed like he just wanted to key on just a few receivers, maybe not really throw it around, maybe not have any tight ends, because that was another thing that Arkansas has always been having pride about is the amount of tight ends that they've had through this program. They haven't had that. And this year, they've added a few guys. I think Isaac Tesla is going to be a a great wide receiver. He's a possession guy. He was a big get out of the transfer portal. I think Tyrone Roden's another one, too, another huge dude. He's like 6'7". Uh, Andrew Armstrong was another big transfer. So you got these guys that came from smaller schools, but are big bodied guys. And then you have a few guys coming back. But I think the key is going to be that tight end position because you got Barquise Gums, the transfer out of North Texas, who was one of the best tight ends in the transfer portal this past year. You've added him. You added two big time bona fide four star tight ends coming out of this fresh uh, high school class that I think are going to be huge playmakers, too. So and with Dan Enos, knowing how he likes to spread the ball around and spread the love. I think that you may not have one target that'll be over a thousand yards, but this year you're going to have probably four or five or even six different guys that'll be able to make plays at the wide receiver position or at the tight end position to really help out KJ. You hit on the the issues defensively that this team had a season ago, especially in the passing game. Tell me why this team this year will be better defensively. 
because it can't get any worse. <laughs> That's like <laughs> a I, great I, answer. Man. I, yeah, it's like I hate to use that answer, but it's true. I mean, like I said, yeah. they were dead last in the FBS. And I mean, the only way you can go is up. So I, I think that not only that, but what Travis Williams and Marcus Woodson, two coaches that have been brought in, what they have done not only uh, with recruiting, because I think Arkansas's recruiting is done is getting really good, especially in the state of Mississippi, actually. They yeah. haven't really recruited very well uh, in Mississippi over the past few years. I mean, the only player they had on the state from the state of Mississippi on their team was KJ Jefferson. That was the only one last yeah. year. So yeah. they're trying to they're doing a good job recruiting, but what they've done in the transfer portal and not only building depth, but quality depth in the secondary uh, has been significant. I mean, they got Jaheim Sanders from Georgia, who was a five star player coming out of high school. Didn't play a whole lot at Georgia, but hey, it's like Arkansas's fine with taking the second string for Georgia because that yeah. still seems like a pretty good option. Uh, but they got him in there. Uh, they got Alcott from the uh, from Baylor, who's going to play the safety position, who was really, really good last year for Baylor. Uh, he, he's going to be a huge addition. They've gotten a few guys in the defensive line, too. I think Jeff Coat, the kid from Missouri who transferred in, he was an all-SEC freshman guy, and he's now on the team. So they built some depth there. Landon Jackson, who was a transfer from LSU two years ago, he's really developed. In fact, he's one of the players that's coming to SEC media days. With uh, with Arkansas, I Christopher Pupal at the linebacker position has, has really grown. They got uh, Dwight McLaughlin back at the cornerback position. Quincy McAdoo, he got in a car wreck, and we still don't know how severe it is. Hopefully, he's able to be back because he was really good as a cornerback when he moved to wide receiver from wide receiver. So we'll see if he's there. Hudson Clark was really good too. So my point is, they have been able to retain some of the good parts from last year's defense and add in some much needed quality depth and quality talent at the positions they desperately need. And based on that alone, I'm like, are they going to be top three in the SEC? Probably not, but they don't need to be. Can they be middle of the pack? Can they be that 7-8-9 range defensively? I think they can. I think they will, and I think it's going to make a huge difference for this team. I was disappointed to learn that Bumper Pool was not back for his 17th year of eligibility, <laughs> though. I, I thought he might want to get that third doctorate while he, while he was in college. I, 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 was, I was sad. Man, trust me, me too. I was like, man, if that, if there was a way, he would have found. He would have found some, some sort of loophole, some sort of uh, nil deal. I don't know what it could have Something. been, but that guy, it's like he, he's so beloved, and he, you know, he dealt with injury last year, but yeah, it was pretty cool to to see him stay at Arkansas for as long as he did. Because was he an All American linebacker? Nope, but he was pretty solid, and he loved Arkansas, and he loved playing for him. So Play fans hard. will always appreciate that. He was a good player. What does this year mean for Sam Pittman? You know, after year two, everybody's like, okay, his star's on the rise, and Arkansas's got something here, and you know, they win nine games. And then, you know, obviously with the injuries, they are what they are. But you take a step back in, in year three. What does year four mean for Sam Pittman? Well, to me, this is without a doubt, and again, probably cliche, but this is without a doubt the most important season for Sam Pittman since he's been at Arkansas because this year. The schedule is not easy by any stretch. You have a tough stretch in the middle of the year where you're on the road five, five straight weeks or you're not playing at home for five straight weeks. It's brutal. Mm. But your non-conference schedule is much easier than it's been. Mm. Uh, you get to play at Florida, which Florida could be a good team, but I have no reason to believe that they're going to be world beaters. They had three first-round picks or whatever last year and went six and six. So yeah. who knows what that's going to look like. Um, so I feel like you got an easier schedule. You got the best quarterback in the SEC in K.J. Jefferson. You have Rocket Sanders, one of the best running backs. You got a solid offensive line. You've upgraded at a lot of different positions. And this is the year before the big change in the conference when Texas and Oklahoma joined. So this is the last year of the true and legitimate and original SEC West. So this year is going to be about trajectory because 
you went nine and four with Sam Pittman two years ago. It was a great year. First time they've gotten to nine wins since 2011. Mm-hmm. And then you took a step back. But if he can bounce back and be able to go in the right direction, when I say that, I'm talking about get to that eight-win mark, nine-win mark again, show that this was not just a, a fluky year this past two years or anything. I think that it's going to show, okay, he, he's got it. Because you're going to lose KJ next year. You're going to lose Rocket next year. You're going to lose a lot of pieces when Texas and Oklahoma join. And so you're going to not say build back, but it's going to be a little bit of a rebuild by that yeah. point in time. So if you can't do it this year with KJ Jefferson, with Rocket, with the guys that you've recruited, with the coaching changes you made, with the schedule that's a little bit easier, if you can't do it this year and make progress, then it might be time to start thinking about, okay, is this – going to work out with Sam Pittman. I'm not saying he'll be fired, but that's where it'll be. So this is important for him to take those steps, and he he, he knows it. He knows he's got to win games, and they were so close to winning all those games last year that we mentioned, but he's got to show that this is going the right direction. He knows what he's doing because if he can't do it with K.J. Jefferson and all these guys this year, there's no way that he's going to be able to do it the next year with a tougher schedule and having to break in a new quarterback, new running back, a lot of new defensive players and possibly new coaches at that point in time, too. Really good stuff, John. Appreciate your time. John Neighbors, 103.7 The Buzz, and the Locked on Razorbacks podcast. Appreciate it. Thanks for coming on with me. No problem. See everybody in Nashville next week, man. It's going to be awesome. Absolutely. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.